Okay, listen up. This is the Prime to Rise podcast. I am your host. Go follow me at Don't Tread on Ike. I am in the studio by myself. What am I here to do today? What I am here to do today is to redefine education. How do we do that? We prime you. What does prime mean? A state of greatest strength. Prime also means to make ready for use or action. We want to prime you for opportunity, prime you for value. We want to prime you to rise in your career. Now, go check out our student loan and budget calculator. That is on our website at prime2rise.com. That's prime, the number two, rise.com. Now, today, what I want to talk about, um, while it's just me and Ty, the video guy over in the corner, make sure you go follow him. Uh, he puts out some really, really, really cool content. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about creating a perception for you, right? Reality is not reality. Perception is reality, really is what I'm saying, okay? There's a notion out there, and I think it goes a little too far, where you don't want to care about what people think to a degree, right? Like if you have a goal or something that you or, or a future that you want to chase or a dream, like go chase it. But when it comes to, you know, creating value or people acknowledging your skill set and what you can do for them and what they should pay you for, or what, you know, value you bring to the table, your community, you definitely should care what people think about you. Now, it may not be fair, it's not always going to be fair. Now, just think about, you know, a teacher you had in school that played favorites or your parents playing favorites between you and one of your siblings, okay? Now, although it may not be fair what we can, and it's out of our control, right? May not be fair and it's out of our control what people think of us. It's not totally out of our control. We can influence that perception, right? So what are the best ways to do it, Right. One of the best ways to do it in your career to change somebody's perception of, about you and, and have them acknowledge the value that you bring to the table and acknowledge that you bring more value than everybody else in the room or everybody at your age group or entry level uh, or whatever it is that are competing for recognition, competing for promotions, competing for bonuses, competing for raises is to outwork other people, right? Now, let me redefine that. Create the perception that you are outworking other people. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. You could be working 16 hours a day and your boss may have the perception that somebody working six hours a day is outworking you because of the productivity that they have or just because they are unaware of what you're doing or maybe you're not on a high profile project or maybe you know your team isn't singing your praises you know there's different reasons that somebody may have that perception but right or wrong there are things that we can do to change that right so one of the ways that I've done that in my career, and it's not easy, right? But everywhere that I've gone in my career, I have always been recognized and gotten promotions and raises. And as we compare me and my friends who, you know, graduated at the same time and are coming up through the industry at the same time, you know, oh, well, I, I got this opportunity. I got offered this opportunity. And people always roll their eyes at me because, oh, of course, Ike is so freaking lucky. You know, oh, of course, only Ike. That would only happen to Ike. And that used to bother the crap out of me until one of my friends, he's an old roommate of mine, looked at me and he's like, you know, so-and-so thinks that you're lucky because, you know, you get that offer, right? And they're struggling at their job. They're struggling, you know, that they, they couldn't crack six seventy thousand $70,000 a year or something like that, whatever the value was at the time. It's irrelevant. <clears throat> 
but he looks at me and he's like, you know, he thinks that you're lucky. I live with you. I realize the amount of hours that you put in. Nobody understands the discipline and the work that you put in and the fact that it's not luck, right? Like you you put in the hours to be noticed, to be undeniably noticed to the point where you deserve these things. And most other people just aren't willing to do it, right? Like when other people at the time, and I was in my early 20s, were, you know, going out and drinking and watching football on Thursday nights and Monday night football and sitting on the couch and and doing these things on the weekend on Saturday mornings, quick day trips and things like that. You know, I couldn't because I was working, right? I would work the night shift, the overnight and cover a job and then come in and work during the day. I would sleep like four hours maybe in a day, right? And he saw that and he saw that, my friend saw that and he understood that it wasn't luck. Now, how long did I have to do that for? It was it was a long time. And, you know, but before I get into, I have two examples of, of how I did that. And brief moments in my life where, where the payoff came, the return on the investment of my time came, right? So what do I mean by creating the perception that you're outworking people? Right. I mentioned that somebody could work 16 hours versus six or eight hours, um, but the perception doesn't get created. Right. So you always want to make sure that you're showing up earlier and leaving later than everyone. Okay. Now, I have told somebody, like, if you don't have anything to do, then you should just watch a freaking video or movie at the office until everybody leaves and leave after them. You could do that. Like, you really should do things to make sure that you're, you're being productive and proactive, right? Like you don't want to just go through the motions. Like you, you want to be able to show something for it, right? And there's this notion of work-life balance. But if you want to stand out, if you want that recognition, then screw work-life balance, especially when you're younger. The opportunity to do that is when you're younger and when you're coming out, right? You don't have, when you're younger, you don't have a family to go home to. You don't have a relationship to go home to. You don't have a wife or a husband. You don't have kids, right? You don't have people that are reliant on you, okay? And you might say, and I hear this all the time, well, if I work all the time, then how am I going to get those things? Let me tell you something. If you put in the focus and try to develop the discipline to be a hard worker and get that return on investment and get that recognition and constantly try to improve yourself, the ter- the person you turn into will attract a better person than you could have today. Okay? So don't think about the person that you could get now working, you know, 35, 40 hours a week, just skating by. Become a freaking monster. Become somebody that's undeniably valuable because when you become that person, that's the person that you're going to attract and that's the person that you want in your life. Okay? So, you know, things will come and go, you know, those things will come and you won't want to have to put in the work, right? Eventually, you're going to have to pull back because of family and because of obligations and because somebody gets sick or or you, you know, get sick, God forbid, or something like that. But by doing that early, by having that mindset early and putting those values in, you're creating a discipline that when those things happen and you pull back, you're coming back to a level that is already above and beyond. Your standard is above and beyond everybody else. I'm at the point now where where I get my eight hours in, 
I still feel most days I work more than eight hours, but when I get my eight hours in, I know for damn sure that my eight hours is better than anybody else's eight hours. So when I have to pull back that standard and I have to put in that, that work-life balance, I still know that I'm delivering better than everybody else in my shoes, right? Everybody else that I'm competing with. So the key to that mindset, what is it? The key to that mindset is remembering that you're there to serve other people. People aren't there to serve you. People aren't there to give you a comfortable lifestyle, especially when you're young. You haven't earned shit, okay? You got to put the hours in, right? And you got to create that value for you so that nobody asks where you are. Nobody wonders if if Johnny or Cindy's doing their job, okay? There is no doubt in people's minds that you're going to be the person that's putting in all those hours to make sure that it happens, Okay, they don't have to worry about you. It's not about a work effort thing with you. It's about the situation and it's about the people around you. It's about the difficulty of the project, right? And again, the, the best thing that they can have is somebody with that mindset, right? So create that value within yourself, right? Develop that discipline so that when you pull back, your standard is higher than everybody else. Now, this doesn't just come to work, okay? I mentioned on another episode that the best thing that you can do for yourself after getting a mentor is developing a network, right? The more young people that come out, the less networking it seems like they want to do, right? Like when I came out, you know, throwing the company card up on the table and getting free drinks and free food for a night was like a treat and something that you always wanted to be a part of. Now it's like kids think that they should get paid to do that, which I don't understand. You're making an investment with your time to care about other people, learn about other people, uh, develop personal relationships with other people that will be – there will be a return on that investment in the future, right? So working long hours doesn't necessarily just mean you know nuts and bolts and moving the ball down the field on a project or something that you're working on. It means investing your personal time in your career for an extra return that other people aren't going to get, right? So when you're young, say yes to every single networking event that you possibly can, even if it means putting aside some of those personal fun time things that you want to do. Now, you're obviously going to have an obligation and, and other things like that that are important, taking care of people. Do those things. When you can, say yes, okay? Say yes to networking. Now, I want to give examples of how I worked and what it did for me, right? Um, how I worked extracurricular or extra hours and what it did for me after. So when I was in New York City, right, I hated it. I was in my mid to early 20s and I didn't really have anybody anywhere that I wanted to be. Um, all I knew was that I had an opportunity to put in all of the time that I had um, I didn't want to go home. I didn't really have any friends to go to. Um, I didn't have anything to do but to sit in a bar outside of work and maybe work out and stuff like that, right? So I made a point with my team that I would stay in the office until 9 p.m., 10 p.m. every single night, right? And did I need – I was staying there to do submittals, which is just tedious paperwork, right? But I was staying there because I wanted to get caught in the office, right? I did that for two years in the New York office. I got caught twice, okay? So if there's like 200 working days in a year, I did that probably out of 400 days, I probably did it for about 200, right? I probably did it for about half the time, which is crazy. But what did that do? Well, the project manager that I was working with at the time, uh, they were just a project manager. I remember they called me 
they somebody saw me in the office and they called me and they said, what are you doing? Work-life balance, go home. You don't need to be doing what you're doing right now. But it wasn't about whether or not I needed to do it. What I needed to do was create the perception that they were damn lucky that I was on their team, right? So I got caught in the office by that project manager, right? Since then, that project manager is now a vice president and they are a great mentor of mine. And no matter where I've gone in my career, they've always been there for that. So what did I gain? What did I gain? I Not only did I gain a mentor that followed me wherever I went because they took personal interest in my career, but a positive word was spread about me. A perception was created about me that I was putting in insane hours and that I was an animal and people wanted me on their project, right? I was sought after. I created a demand for myself. And then as that person rose in their career, I basically, not to toot the own horn, but I contributed to this success of their career that took them from project manager to vice president, one of the leaders of the company in a, in a $10 billion company. I, I contributed to that, right? When I call and I need a reference from somebody or somebody asks about Ike, they're asking that person. They're asking a, a vice president, right? Somebody that's highly respected, right? So I have that person in my corner. The next time I got caught, I was in the office and I was, you know, wrestling around doing whatever I was doing. And I thought I was actually there alone. Like I, I legitimately thought that nobody else was around. Well, I heard somebody come out and I heard a light, a light flitch, a light switch flick and they came out and I heard some slow walking and the person, I looked up and the person turns and they look at me and they go, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm burning the midnight oil. That person was the chief operations officer of that same company. So we talked a little bit and he said, okay. And then, uh, you know, I get a call the next day about 9 a.m. from somebody else. Well, what did he do? Again, the COO, the, the, this is somebody that doesn't give out his personal cell phone. They don't, you know, people compete for FaceTime with this person. This is the person you want to impress. You know, he's asking about me. He's asking the project managers and the department heads and the mid-level managers about me and who I am and what I'm working on and what people think. I am now on that guy's radar. I don't hear from that guy again for two years. I moved to a different office. I moved from New York to Boston. And again, I'm doing the same thing. I'm actually on a night job and a day job at the same time. This is actually a time in my life where I was working 20 hours a day, four days a week. And then the fifth day I was working 10 hours. And then the sixth day I was working typically six to eight hours. And I was working in that because I was waiting for my job site to open. I was actually sitting there waiting for the job site to open. And I hear the door swing open and a light, for, a light goes on. And he, same, same person, same individual, happened to be at um, a dinner with a client, a high-profile client, somebody that was bringing in a project worth, I think it was $60 million at the time. And when he looked at me, he looked and he said, you again, what are you doing here? And I was like, you know me, I'm burning the midnight oil. Somebody's, somebody's got to do their job. I said something like that, something witty or something like that. I was proud of it, whatever I said at the time. And... He hung out and he talked to me for a few minutes. So now again, I'm, I was getting this exposure with the highest level people. And when I went to make a career move, when I ha started getting offers over that $100,000 mark, you know who personally called me to walk me through those? 
when I was getting offers to relocate to other cities to gain different experience in different market sectors, you know who personally called me to walk through those for the benefit of me, not necessarily for the benefit of the company? The chief operations officer of that company. People don't have this guy's cell phone number, and I had him personally calling me to offer advice to walk me through it. About a year later, I got a phone call from somebody else um, who was the CEO of that company, right? So the other C-level guy, the guy whose office is right next to his, to personally, and I didn't even know that he was calling me. He called me to personally walk me through an opportunity that he had heard that I that I was offered, right? That wouldn't have happened. I would not have that exposure. I would not have these people taking time out of their day to reach out to me to talk about my best interests, to make give me advice, to provide me with the best opportunities for my career, for my future, for my family, to take my career to the level that it wanted to go to had I not been caught in the office in those late hours, okay? Did it suck that I missed all of these fun times and going to bars and shooting the crap and hanging out with people. Of course, it sucked at the time. But did I get lucky? Did I get lucky? The answer is absolutely not. I worked 60 to 70 to 80 hours a week. I made sure that I was in the office to get caught in the office for years to make sure that if and when somebody of that stature walked into the office or had any reason to be there, for damn sure they were going to see that I was there and that nobody else was. And the only light on in the building was because I was there putting in the effort that nobody else wanted to put in. That is not getting lucky. That is being prepared to be caught, to be prepared for an opportunity to be seen for somebody to give me back the value that I created the perception that I deserved, okay? So when you are looking for ways to differentiate yourself, when you are looking for ways to separate yourself from the competition, especially when you're young, try throwing work-life balance out the window, Try doing things that other people are not willing to do and put yourself in a situation where you might get caught doing it because you just might get a return on investment that nobody else will ever get or ever see. That is how you do it. You know, last but not least, that is how you gain freedom. Any doubt of the effort that you put in is eliminated. You'll have autonomy where people are not looking over your shoulder, constantly checking in on you, counting the hours that you're at your desk because they know when you leave early today or tomorrow or you take a long lunch break or you've had a full day planned, they know that you'll do whatever it takes to get it done, even if that work means working a late night. A lot of people want flexibility in their schedule. They don't want to be tied to a desk. They don't want somebody over their shoulder. They don't want to be feel like they're being watched all the time. There's no better way to get people off your back than to get caught doing those things and create that perception for yourself. So get wealthy, get affluent, get opportunities that nobody else gets, get people off your back. Get caught working late.